It all started for me when I thought, you know what, I'm not listening to this negative narrator that's embedded in my mind that just keeps growing and growing. The more I feed it, the more it grows. I gotta change my mindset and I have to remain positive. I have no other choice in my life. What up, people? Welcome to another episode of the Positive Self Storyteller Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and this is a platform I use to bring mental health awareness and a way of adding value to people's lives through our stories of positivity. And we're in a brand new year, 2021, so I'm glad to be back on this platform and trying to share with you stories, like I said, and just bring you some positive vibes moving forward through 2021. So today's guest is a very special guest. I met this lady about five years ago now, maybe around that, maybe a bit longer, but I've grown so fond of her. We've become so close. I call her my sister. That's Nicola Stent. Hey, Nick. Hey, you. And you're my bro. Love you. <laughs> How are we doing? I'm very well, thank you. I've, um, I've missed you and your beautiful girl, Lexi, in that gorgeous autumn. So it's so lovely to speak to you. And oh, most definitely. I know. Even though it's on a screen and it's digital. So nice to see you face to face. Well, you can't do it any other way now, can we? You know, that's okay. That's the that no. kind of world in which we live in, unfortunately. But it's it kind of pros and cons. There's more cons, obviously. But to do this now and to see you after so long, amazing. You know, totally amazing. Well, I'm going to do my best for you tonight, Ryan, because I've been on the screen all day from just till dawn, fella. Oh, wow. I've been literally teaching now in today's uh, current climate has been crazy. But oh, well, yeah. we're trying to do our best for the students so yeah we'll yes. talk a bit more about that as well actually all right so um before we get into your story from negative to positive again do you just want to you know tell us a bit about yourself um just briefly you know who you are what you do and then we'll just go from there yeah sure so i would say i'm a little bit of a an amalgamation of everything i think i'm a bit of um sporty i'm very creative i'm a fashion and textile design lecturer at western college so i teach a level and I've also taught on many different courses but a little bit about me I'm currently still trying to launch my own business I'm very spiritual I'm kind of very very much into mindfulness and meditation and just good living and really living your best life being you you do you and um, going through many years of having to feel like I should be someone else or fit into a, a kind of a society that I thought was was normal actually I've come to terms with who I am and that actually I really I'm happy with who I am and I don't want to fit into a society that is actually full of people that need my help <laughs> so yeah, yeah in a nutshell yeah. cool I get I get all what you're saying yeah I know trying to fit into society sometimes trying to um because we have such a uh what's the word I'm looking for a pressure to, to mm. be like other people and yeah. through influences that is crazy and if we're not like them Paul, forgive you know heaven forbid we're not like the person that might like us or not you know what i mean but you only know that when you get older right oh gosh i was just going to say it definitely comes with experience and um an age i mean for me i think that i think greed is a massive influence on people and i think that today you know i thought well, hopefully i think this situation may have changed people's mindset and I've noticed that people have gone down, more so down the spiritual route, but I've still seen people that are just quite selfish and, mm -hmm. you know, they don't want to, I've met many people in my lifetime that have been very much 
quite mean to be honest with you not nice to each other genuinely or there's a side to them or and I'm going to come on to it in a minute of how I've um discovered who who I am and and what what it is you know I've always had a sense or a um an intuition about people that I've I've either read have I read it wrong am I being paranoid or and asking all these questions because of a sense or an inner intuition that I've got and I've struggled Ryan and I think you know me really well so you know this about me but um I finally found out what it is of what I am and do you want to hear about that now or do you want oh, yeah to let's do it then right yeah so okay <laughs> so do you want to start from you know the back in the day take us through your journey of where you were to where you are now so from your negative to your positive right let's do it then okay so from a very early age i met um somebody i was in a, a relationship that was quite um became quite abusive so obviously in the early days it was really it was um, like any relationship in the early days but um i in long story short i did experience an abusive relationship so i won't go into many stories of the ins and outs because you know some some of it was pretty bad um I have got an example that I can share with you that that's quite, you know, that isn't a kind of that isn't extreme. So I've been in the position where I've been left on a motorway island after a horrific, aggressive argument, and then I had to um, pull over, you know, um, kind of hitchhike somebody, and this guy pulled over in a van to to offer to pick me up and I was crying and I had mud all over me because obviously where I was and this was back in like two, 2002 yeah 2002 um so yeah it was pretty tough and this poor guy pulled over to pick me up and he looked he didn't know what to do god love him and then my the partner that the guy I was with at the time then came back round and pulled over to get me and the look on this poor guy's face he was going to pick me up he you know god knows what was going through his mind he, he looked as he, he you know I, I looked like i had been um brutally kind of attacked so he, to this day i don't know where that man is poor thing you know and then and then the person who i was with at the time basically like forced me to get back in the vehicle with him okay. so it was horrific but that's just a small example and i wanted to share that with you because i didn't want to go into anything that was physical but it was so i've kept it clean well you can well you can talk like this platform and this podcast is open to all sorts of you know you feel you do what you feel you're comfortable with yeah but i it's because what i want to share i've i've chosen i've selected that little story because i don't want it to be oh woe is me because i do not want sympathy that's not what this conversation is about that is just a small snippet of I have never ever acted like a victim or ever played on it or I've and that's where the beauty of a positive mindset mm -hmm. has taken me through like horrific events and like I say that was that, that was a good event in comparison to some of them um, and then it's brought me to who I am today and I guess back in 2005 I had no not a penny to my name Ryan so I literally had to I eventually had the the courage to leave the relationship and and yeah I can honestly say that I, I was thinking earlier actually of what to say to you in the respect that is this 
did I reach my lowest point? Did I hit rock bottom? Because I don't think I did. Because what is rock bottom? Even when you you pra practically feel that you're homeless, and that was me in 2005. I had no money. Mm -hmm. I had to move in with um, my parents, who were amazing at the time, but they didn't really have a a large property because they was from you know from here to stay in living over in Spain as well. And yeah, so I guess because I'd moved back, I've moved, I actually moved back from Spain at the time. So there was all, all sorts going on. But the point is having gone from absolutely having nothing thinking, well, where am I going to go with six black bin liners? Mm -hmm. And I, to this day, I've said one day I'm going to write a, a book and I'm going to call it six black bin liners. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind Brilliant. of like, what, what do you do in that situation? But I could have gone, a policeman offered me a woman's refuge. Mm. And I said, no, because I thought I'm going to work this out. And I can honestly say I didn't even think about the money because I thought, no, I've got to try and work this out. How am I going to work it out? And I can honestly say I went back to my meditation. I went back to my, who am I? You know, the, what, what is this all about? What am I here for? And I can remember when I was still in the relationship, literally taking myself off and I would escape and I used to use mantras and that's that's what brought me back to my spirituality so it's always been in there but I think because I was very young you know I was about 20 mm -hmm. and 20 early 20s and I can remember my 21st birthday although I was surrounded by that time I'd made loads of friends so things were eventually you know kind of getting a little bit better for me but I was still struggling with so many things and I, and I just thought how on earth am I going to get myself out of this so um yeah I, I used several mantras meditation and I honestly took myself off to a completely different place a completely different realm I did this quite often and I found that it was having an adverse effect it was really kind of like oh gosh what's happening and it was making me a really positive person. So it almost felt like for the next day, I was ready for the next challenge. I was ready for how am I going to make money? That's the first important thing. I need to find a flat. The, I, was, I haven't mentioned my beautiful daughter yet, but I had a, a, a little girl to this person. And, um, and yeah, she was, she, well, obviously she is what kept me going. She's the first and foremost, and I should have mentioned her first really, but because I've been quite mindful because I've had to hide away in the bedroom because she's in the house because of lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be very mindful because to this day she doesn't know, know any of this. I get it. Um, I, to I totally get that. I was, you know, when we messaged you earlier on and you'd talk about, you know, there's certain things you want to speak about and there's certain things you don't want to speak about. And I look at my life and look at my journey and I, I think when my daughter's old enough and asks me about my life, what is it that I want to tell her and what is it I don't want to tell her? And it's not because I'm ashamed and it's not because um, you want to keep anything back. It's just the fact that do they need to know it to move forward? Like you've got to think about the pros and cons. Uh, I do, you know, you do want to protect them and that's kind of like the, your major thing in life. You probably similar to me, that your family is your reason why is your driving force is the things you do what you do, you know, and nothing and no one will take that away from you and nothing and no one will prevent you doing the best that you can, you know, even at, even at your darkest days. So. That, that is so, so true. And she was genuinely the, um, the reason as well 
why one of the reasons why I left because I thought I need I know this needs to end and I have to make this decision why she's still very young and mm-hmm. um, so she was she wasn't too lesser she was yeah one and a half and I thought no I, I need to do this now um, so looking back on younger Nick <laughs> I, I do I do actually I'm really inspired by me at that age because I didn't really have a clue what I was doing and yeah I just kind of like rolled up my sleeves and and cracked on with it but that's what I've I actually teach um students now about mindset because I know that no one can tell me anything about mindset you know I I had no money I had Mm. yes I had some nice clothes but thank the lord you you are the same as me Ryan you're creative you know we can go and we can put together a yeah, pretty cool. cool outfit on like a fiver yeah. <laughs> yeah, blue, blue, blue peter extra just waiting in the wings for our opportunity like you know what I mean? <laughs> and that was me you know people used to say but but when i was very young you know and i was going through all this people used to say oh you always look so well dressed and i was thinking i'm so poor <laughs> <laughs> but it was like no i i will get through the okay if you said to me did you cry yourself to sleep and i of course i did but that was that that was my, my my release as well really a little bit of a few tears every now and again yeah. with really good food exercise and extremely um in-depth meditation so let me ask you let me ask you then Stan, where did you this whole uh meditation spirit spirituality come from like where did you first latch on to it and think okay this is something for me and something i want to do on a day-to-day to help me get through my day-to-day so I'm really glad you've asked me that because I, I really never used to know as a, as a young kid at school, I was, I was kind of like the one that they would tease about. I would loved crystals and stuff like that. So I was always very kind of mindful, spiritual, um, had a decent aura. And I, I'd spoke, I met a few clairvoyants like years and years ago. And they used to say, to, I didn't even, you know, when you don't know what a clairvoyant is and they'd say mm-hmm. to you, oh, you've got a beautiful aura. And I was like, what an aura. <laughs> and then I'd always read up on things. Even now, if someone say, you know, tells me a word, I'll, I'll research it because I, I want to know more. And I think that's, again, that's another mindset, growth mindset. Um, so yeah, that's when it first started. And I was always like at school talking about, or being p- peaceful or shutting your, your mind off a little bit like I would pre- describe it now as a computer I think that you've genuinely got to turn yourself off mm. uh, what happens to a computer when you don't turn it off you know so it's kind of like that's when I I really started to read into it and going back to the when I was at the in the relationship um breakdown that's when my mantras kicked in and I could always I remembered watching a film on, about Tina Turner and, and like years and years ago, and she would use a mantra. And I think it was, I, I'm not, I'm hoping that the film is accurate, but I think it was accurate or something like that. And our, my mantra would just be, come on, Nick, you can do this. Come on, keep strong. Come on, Nick, you can do this, you know, and just kind of keep reassuring yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And lots of self care, lots of love because people that judge you or people that aren't very nice, that's their stuff isn't it that's their they've got something clearly wrong with them if they feel the need to be so nasty to somebody else and this was something that I kind of couldn't understand when I was younger and I think it all links all the pieces linked together then so why am I so why am I so sensitive why am I nicer than you know a lot of the people that I'm meeting and also 
go not kind of um, digressing too much but how did someone like that how is someone like that fooled by um a, a male who wasn't deep down wasn't very because maybe maybe you see the good <laughs> in everybody and you want to give everybody a chance that is completely and, and yeah nothing, and there's nothing wrong with that like you know there are people out there who i know from personal experience who trick you into being something they're not like pinocchio that's oh, yeah. when they yeah they just want to entice you into the things it's like little kids do you want a sweet you know, come into here, come into there, and you always warn. Like, I warn my kid now. You always warn them. Don't talk to strangers. Don't do this. Don't do that. It's been going on for years since I was a kid. But when you reach a certain age, teenager, that kind of thing, you just, you kind of, like, forget all those kids' kind of rituals and curiosity, which I think is so important. Yeah, that's and so true. And then you just kind of see the best in people, and then you get taken advantage of. And, and unfortunately, it happens all the time to the best people, to the best people. But just know as well, just know, Nikki, as well, just want to go back. Take this as nice as possible, but no one's going to look at you and feel sorry for you. Like this podcast is going to be, they, they're going to see you and say and, and hear you and say, wow, what an inspiration. Not because, oh, look at poor little Nikki, she went through this. So if you ever want to speak about anything moving forward, no one's going to say you're the victim because I look at my life and I say that my worst day is kind of like my best day because it led to my journey to where I am now. So you can't discard everything that happened to you because you wouldn't be where you are today, living you know, the best version and being a beautiful soul like you are. So do you know what I mean? It's, it's not vic you're not your trauma. That's what they say. And that's what I've learned. You know, your trauma doesn't define you and you are not your trauma that it's no that's really that's so reassuring i think it's me um i think it's my modesty actually i'm i'm very much you know when you're you know with a friend like yourself you know I, i'm happy to kind of go into the the real kind of detailed stories if i'm speaking to someone but yeah i mean sharing it with the world i just feel a little bit like i wouldn't want to go oh well you know i've been oh, i've been severely it's hard kind of, you know it's hard when you when you open up yeah it's yeah it open up, yeah open up on a platform that people start and people hear uh it's really hard to do but once you do it it becomes you want to do it more for other people not for yourself then you want to start to add value personally for me anyway this is why i started this journey in this podcast for people like you like many people like yourself who have been through amazing stories and amazing journeys for them to open up and then for people to listen if I get one person to listen and they and you add value to one person, then this is all worth it. Oh, do you know what I always said, Ryan, when I was in a financial position? I mean, I'm I'm kind of finally after gosh, how old am I now? Because I don't feel my age. Um, twenty after twenty years, I'm kind of like finally sorted after mm -hmm. a lot of blood, sweat, and many tears. And it is um I've always said that when I get completely financially sorted, I wanna do more for um like women's shelters because of that reason and i actually that i never had any counseling at all which might have been a good idea back in the day but again i think going back to meditation i think that was my my feeling i think that was better and more effective than counseling but for me my counseling at the time was working with i worked um on the bourneville with mothers that would had been in the same position as me and it was the most fulfilling 
role I had to do a bit of a fashion project with them and we did a fashion show and it was absolutely mint and working with these mothers they really opened up to me and I said to them do you know what I said even though I am here on a professional basis I'm just going to be myself and and I'm you know we, we shared stories um again I didn't go into too detail but I wanted to try and see let them know that I could relate to them and I knew how they because you know what it's like when you say to someone I know how you feel and you're like hang on a minute no you do not <laughs> you, know that, you never say that to no. anyone do you I mean I'm doing a mentoring course at the moment which you, that's a no-no you know you never say that to someone especially with half of these women that they've been through mm -hmm. so much um, so yeah I really found that a, a good way of, of counseling kind of trying to do my bit for them and that kind of like mutual healing i guess oh so yeah they, massively you know you do something for other people yes it's you know everybody says it's an unselfish act or selfless act but you get to feel good about it like do you know oh, what I mean? completely. so when I mean, they said they found well, healing from it but actually i've they healed me as well yeah, you know because it's kind of like this is amazing so yeah just, of course you know earlier on you talked about rock bottom and you didn't reach rock bottom what what, what do you think your rock bottom kind of looks like then and that's why I was thinking earlier, did I reach my rock bottom? Because I honestly don't think even if I had, because I, I had nothing, Ryan, I had nothing. But because I have got a lovely family, I guess, mm. um, I've got a very small family, but, and bless their heart, they're not extremely well off. So I, I kind of, you know, these people that have got rich um, mommy and daddies that I can, I suppose, could that could fix everything. Oh, there's your therapy. There's your, mm -hmm. you know, your cut. But at that point, I don't think material objects would have fixed me. I think mm -hmm. I just needed comfort, I think. Yeah, of course. Uh, re reassurance, healing, those sort of things. Um, so rock bottom. Oh, man. I think, do you know what? The bizarre thing was, after I finally saved and worked all night, so I've left this this bit out actually, but I was working all night at a pub and then having my daughter during the day. So you can imagine the amount of sleep I was having. None. And the reason why I was doing that, because the guy actually turned around to me and he said, you've got no property. You're not having our daughter at night until you get a property. So even then I was being completely controlled. So I, I was just so confused and I think for me that is an element of rock bottom because I would not let a man control me now hell no, <laughs> no so, um, so then that's that's my question then really so from that when now when was the point where you thought that he has no power over me anymore well I'm going to tell you something here which you won't believe because you don't know this but the first night I finally got a place and I took I took her up in bed and I had a phone call basically off the person telling me that he was going to take an overdose. So I thought, are you kidding me? The first night I have my daughter, this happened. So then I had to phone the emergency services um, and I won't go into it because it was hours and hours of, it, we were up all night basically, I had to drag drag my family into it and the uh, afterwards the um, ambulance services and the RNLI were involved and the helicopter was involved because a certain person ended up drowning on very sticky mud oh well wow. trying to walk to Cardiff I think so 
you can imagine the extreme and I ended up in in a hospital mm-hmm. trying to um yeah trying to kind of like step in and, and save the day so after after all what that person had put me through that was just another kind of cherry on the on the cake and I'm I'm just kind of at that point breaking because my first night of having just myself and my daughter in a property where I'm thinking do you know what I walked into the lounge Ryan and I had absolutely nothing in my front lounge but I made sure I had the most beautiful stunning expensive vase with lilies in the window (laughs) so that's what I mean about mindset I used to go into my lounge and go and cry actually because I had nothing but my window looked so swanky. People used to drive past and go, oh, look at that house. And seriously, like, again, that is growth mindset. So again, it's about putting a hat on, isn't it? And um, so that, again, that might have been a little bit of rock bottom right there because you're thinking, well, when is ever get, when is anything going to go right? When, yeah, when? Because well, no one else is going to do it for you. <laughs> no, no, exactly. And that's where, even after that incident, Ryan, I pulled my socks up again and I went, right, okay, the next day. And I took the roles kind of reverse then. I could see myself growing as a, as a person thinking, okay, so I need to make sure he's strong for, he's going to be in my daughter's life, whatever's going to happen. And then I started to kind of um, make the effort of getting into therapy mm-hmm. and then eventually the counselling. And then, so I'm finding myself then instead of just going, right, this is how you've treated me, douchebag. I need to move on. Um, I, I, I ended up kind of sympathising and trying to help out. But to be fair, for the last 10 years, we haven't spoken because it was that horrific. And then yeah. no one's going to fix a person if they don't want to be fixed. Oh, no chance. Are they? Oh, no, no. Like they say, you, know, you, can, you can take a horse to water, but you can't make him drink, can you? You know what I mean? So... Yeah, it all comes down to you. There's so many things out there like courses and books to tell you what to do and, they, and people expect them to read it or go through these experiences and then be fixed. It's not the case. You have to do it like every day. This is a journey. This is a massive journey to take on, like, you know, mindfulness and spirituality. And if you are tra- challenged and you are battling with mental health, you need to manage an expectation and know that it's not just going to go away overnight or you read a book or you listen to a podcast or you watch a show or whatever and expect them to be fixed because it's, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. At the moment you think it's going to happen, it's going to get worse. You know? Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And I mean, what happened then Ryan was when, um, when I started to show myself as growing into this young, you know, kind of confident woman, the the control was was almost I think he was scared that he was losing that control so eventually the he tried to um go for custody Mm -hmm. for for my daughter and then it took me four years to finally win custody of her and the reason why because then all the lies came out I had this person trying to make out that I was an unfit mother you wouldn't believe half of it, honestly. So not only having to go through all of that and then, you know, the, the early stages of a relationship, then when it breaks down, then when it becomes abusive and then really extremely abusive, slightly worse. And then you find finally you break. I mean, I would say it was probably probably two years of, of abuse. Okay. All in all. When, when looking back, you know, that's, that is a long time. Oh. But then when I... <laughs> but then when I 
when I meet some women that have been through it and they're they're in the relationship for for longer than that, I'm thinking, how on earth uh, do those people stay for so long? I but know. Yeah, I just, I know. Sometimes have, they feel like they haven't got a choice. Unfortunately, sometimes they just haven't gone out. But like, you know, you always have a choice. There's always a choice to make. Mm. And you know, you were due to the person that you are and what you believe in. You know, and the things that you go through and the things you put yourself through, you actively, consciously do or unconsciously do, I suppose, you know, you will manage to, to get out of it and to grow as an individual into a beautiful individual. So you, you've done wonders then, you know, like it's been, what a journey, you know? So where are you? So where are you now? Let's talk about where am I now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I know I, do, you know, actually Ryan, I agree. I am so proud of, of what I've, you should of be. what I've done. And how I've, um, I don't really know. Looking back now, I'm thinking, gosh, was it because I, was it because I was young that I dealt with it so well? Because if I thought I have to do all that now, I don't know if I've got the energy. <laughs> um, you know, like two hours sleep trying to be, you know, this kind of super single mother. And yeah, it, it's, it is difficult. But I think after years of soul searching, thinking, well, why do I have, but, but this is what I was going to explain to you. I think that going through that trauma, opened up spiritual channels in me to really grow and to really work out what I am. So for years, I've had this kind of intuition feeling other people's emotions, other people's trauma. So if I have, if you walked into a, a room and I hadn't seen you for a long time, so I don't, I can't read your body language. I don't know, you know, what the signs of, or if you're kind of like got poker face, but I will feel your energy. Mm. It is so weird. And I think this is why I've got the best people around me because I kind of like use a almost like a sieve for all the wrong ends. Like I won't allow negative, nasty, two-faced people in my in oh, my psyche, oh my. in my space, because they just zap my energy. Yes. And I really find that, Ryan, if I'm working with anyone or if I'm if I bump into anyone in the supermarket that has got that really kind of like mood hoover energy. Uh -huh. <laughs> Uh -huh. I will go home exhausted and sad and down and kind of like, I'm going to get really animated now because I think after all I've been through, I am not going to have someone make me feel crap again. Mm. And, and you do meet people like that every day. So I've, mm. I've not known where that kind of sensory comes from. Um, and I was, I was going up to London this summer and this um this kind of awakening guy this really is he was a bit like you actually he was this um lovely storyteller positive mindset guy and he was talking about you mentioned her heroka heroka empath okay and he was talking about different levels and like this triangle of different empaths and i always knew i was an empath but i didn't realize that it's exactly fits my my thought process my thinking and if you look up a Heroka empath. Oh my gosh. It is literally, Jeez. and it does, tra it translates to a sacred clown, which I really thought, you know, <laughs> Stead the clown. <laughs> you don't take yourself too seriously. You don't mind making a prat yourself. You know, you're the mom in the playground on the slides when everyone else is texting and, yeah. and FaceTiming the mates and leaving yeah. the kids to play with themselves. So, you know, it's kind of like, I'm, I don't take life too seriously, but I really feel this sense of this kind of like um this penetration of psyche 
Mm. It's the best way that I can describe it. So the more I've researched it, oh my gosh, it's nuts. Yeah, the more now, yeah, and you can you kind of make sense now of your kind of your life, right? Of like who you are. So and, I know who I am now. Exactly, yeah. and what and again, isn't that like the best feeling in the world to know who you are, like to know what you and you. Do you know, I really think. Yeah, and then you can you can filter those people away from you that know that you wonder, well, why are you actually in my life or wanting to be my friend if you're actually not very nice? And you can get rid of them. You can, and like this, this is the yeah. So I listen to a lot of different podcasts, and I listen to a lot of different people in this kind of motivational self development world. A couple of things, you know, I don't listen to the news. I don't, and I don't watch the news anymore because what does it do for me? Is it informs me? Okay, it informs me. That's fine. But what do I feel when I leave it? I feel negative. I want to feel negative, so I don't watch the news. Yes, we're in coronavirus. I can't go outside. How bad is it? It's a tear. Fine. That's all I need to know. Do I need to know the death toll? Do I need to know we're not going to do numbers? Do we need to do this, this, this? No. And then it goes on to presidential. Then it goes on to war. And then it goes on to this. And then it goes on to that. And oh. right at the end, there's a small little window of how puppy was safe. Yeah. Like, I don't need to know the news. That's one thing. Secondly, you talk about people who, in your, people who in your life who bring you down and don't pick you up. Mm-hmm. And someone was saying how if you if they don't do anything good for you, then you need to, rem- to remove them from your life. Problem being is yeah. they can be some of the closest people in your life. So then the next phase is to reposition them in your life. I got people in my life who I can't remove, so I have to reposition them. So I don't give mm-hmm. energy to them anymore. Like before, they were coming at me with stuff, and I was like, so like, rah, 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 Angie, you're doing this wrong. So, and now I don't give Angie to it anymore. I just say, okay, that's you. You do what you got to do. I'm going to focus over here. And, and I think that's the, kind of the best thing you need to do. If you, are, if you have someone in your life, like a mood hoover, who's really close to you, then you need to reposition them. If they're not close to you, then kick them off the bus. <laughs> If, well, this is it, you know. My mom had taught me if you haven't got nice anything nice to say, don't say anything, yeah, you know. The hell don't get that loud, <laughs> no, just like you know, be nice. Mm. And that's the irony of where poor Caroline Flack, when you know, that poor young girl, when she took her life, I kind of, um, I, I did relate, I've got to say, I did relate because when you, when we were talking about rock bottom earlier would I be able to look you in the eye and say that that I'd never thought that thought had ever crossed oh. my mind? Of course, I, of course I couldn't, that did cross my mind. And then I looked at my daughter and then you kind of like, what on earth are you thinking? And that for me was the, the point in my life where I did metaphorically smack myself in the face and no more of those thoughts, you know, that dark thoughts that can come in when you, you know, when she was obviously going through, well I don't know the ins and outs of what she was going through but it was along you know similar lines of they thought the abuse was there but then they didn't get to the bottom of it did they but that pressure you know and I'm thinking well I just can't get over that then all of a sudden this this wave of be nice was posted everywhere and I'm thinking you bunch of hypocrites and I wanted to I wanted to go on the news Ryan and expose that to the world and say do you know that most of these people probably, I don't know, I wouldn't want to say a percentage because I know there's a hell of a lot of nice people out there. You know, we are, we still exist. So I'd like to think, but most of these people that was posting being nice, aren't nice. No. 
they're still slagging nice people off and being really mean to you know the person down the road oh my god have you seen what she's wearing but i'm just posting something on instagram saying be nice i'm thinking don't get me started i will wax lyrical and get super animated about it so i don't want to get there not not tonight because i've done the, i've been on that path before about this whole thing i know it makes me it makes me crazy it, 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 it Oh, be true to yourself, isn't it, you know? Most definitely. Um, so, look, what I asked you um, moving forward was, today, where are you today? I love where I am today. So, I've moved on mm. with a new partner. We've been together, gosh, five, nearly six years now. Um, the big one, the, the big girl, <laughs> the firstborn, the miracle <laughs> child. She's going to uni oh, wow. September. Crazy so uni. Yeah, man, as a single mom with absolutely nothing, not affording her diapers at one point, she's getting a uni. So, uh -huh. yeah, if I, moving forward, Ryan, and we've got a beautiful, beautiful, I've got a gorgeous son as well now who's <laughs> and he'll be he'll be four April. And do you know what? My, my two kids, I couldn't be prouder. I'm never going to be fulfilled as in i'm always wanting more i'm always wanting to strive forward but for me they have fulfilled me because i am one of i'm one of these people that i'm always going to want to achieve more and i don't think i'm ever going to you know looking at self-actualization that's never going to be me but thank heavens those two yes. kind of keep me grounded and keep me you know content um and i couldn't be prouder and i'm just yeah i'm so lucky to have them because they are two amazing kids um but my energy that i've hopefully given them and passed on to them i love giving that to the students that i work with as well so i i think my life is pretty content now because the 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 warmth and the empathy and the positive mindset and all these gorgeous lovely traits that i've i've learned from a terrible journey i love passing on so what, so what is that? Look, okay, before we get into that, actually, we'll talk about that. I just want to say, yeah, you've done a fantastic job with your daughter. Like I've met her once or twice and she's a credit to you. I'm moving on to university now. Again, a, a brilliant thing for, for all parties, you know, yourself, her. I hope she's a brilliant time and does brilliant things with her life as well. I hope she's an amazing life. Moving forward. And, and your little boy, oh, he's such a little cheeky chap, isn't he? <laughs> you know? Oh, he's a dude. Yeah, Dude, he's a monkey though. He's a, I don't know why. I don't know where they get it from. They are quite spirited kids. <laughs> no, they're, they're really good kids. You've, done, you've done excellent, Stan. Seriously, you should be proud. So you, so like people don't know that me and you met through teaching at Western College, um, back in like 2015 time, I think something like this. So you were teaching A level fashion, and a little bit of and. Yeah and then you come over do some art and design or whatever but you talked about teaching mindset now so what does that look like so what i'm doing it's just an add-on really it's okay. not a course yet i'm trying to design a course on the side to try and then launch a little bit of mindfulness because um years ago my uh, head of faculty at the time used to take the mickey out of me he used to call me a hippie and i reminded him that i clearly he didn't do you know pay attention in history and he taught history so we used to laugh about that because <laughs> i said well you clearly didn't pay attention when you you know you, if you really know what hippie is mm -hmm. i'm far from a hippie bohemian i'll have but you know <laughs> um so yeah and because i was really big on mindfulness and breathing exercises and meditation and looking after yourself looking after your mind body and soul 
and that was very kind of like I I was looked on as if oh god she's a bit out there she's a bit wacky a bit alternative and for me I'm like it's not wacky it's not alternative actually we are primitive creatures we did this million like thousands of years ago yeah um so why is it then that this is I mean you've got Sanskrit you've got pictures that have been carved into cavings uh, you know caves what is it and recently i've seen something in argentina where they've got images of people meditating so come on you know what i'm this is clearly it's always going to go back to yeah this is not, to, not this is not new like do you know what i mean <laughs> this, yeah i know the thing is it's not socially acceptable to be like and you know deemed to be cool like do you know what i mean like who gives a yeah. crap like, but what makes me laugh now is it is now. It's yeah, become all of a sudden, because two years ago I walked into the office and he said to me, oh, I've got to go on a mindful course tomorrow. And I kid you not, I was yeah. like the cat that got the cream. I, I had my arms folded. I leant against the wall and I just winked at him. <laughs> and I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> Going on a and he just went, oh, get out. <laughs> I know. And yeah, I mean, when I was, when I was, delivering koala I always said right I'm going to use visualization and my midwives thought I was mad come on love they say it's your first baby wait and see and I'm like no I'm going to picture a fountain I'm underneath the fountain every contraction's going to be a wave and you know and and now do you know what they call that now Ryan hypnobirthing (laughs) are you having are you having a laugh (laughs) So you can imagine my frustration. I'm like hitting my head. I'm like that emoji hitting my head against the brick wall because I'm like, well, did I not just say that like 17 years ago? But I'm glad that it's moved on and I'm glad people are awakening. I think that more people are becoming uh, more self-aware and taking on that, getting rid of their ignorance, I guess. Oh, yes. Massively, massively. You know, I, I'm, I, I'll be one, you know, growing up. 16, 17, 18, whatever, you know, you hear the word positivity and you're a bit like, oh, yeah, okay, be positive. And you're like, oh, wow, you know, this mystical thing. I tell you what, I, I live and die by it now. Like, it's, I will fall on the sword for positivity. <laughs> like, you know. Um, you know, I could literally sit here for hours and talk to you about it. And uh, honestly, if you don't mind an eight-long podcast, I'm, I'm there for it. Because we could include, you know, you think about the Beatles and George Harrison. I grew up as a kid, absolutely fixated with George Harrison and when you said about my influences in my family I I am the kind of like the oddball I guess not many of them are um very spiritual and I think my creativity my father's a really good um kind of artist so I get that kind of bit from him but none of them are uh, spiritual and I think that growing up with influences like your George Harrison and your you know your um your Robbie Shankar and all these people that I was fixated with eventually Robert Plant you know I had the coolest inspiration I thought when everyone else was inspired by the normal stupid bands I I loved (laughs) there wasn't any pop groups for me at the time it was all these kind of spiritual gurus and when they talked about myth mysticism is it I'm probably not even pronounce that right I'm waffling now but yeah people looked at the Beatles like they were nuts like why are you going over to India and and praying and and playing sitars and and meditating you know and and that is i'm sorry for me i think that should be a normal practice (laughs) but each to their own for people that don't get it i suppose well if they don't get it then they need to get it that's all i'm saying they could do their loss isn't it well yeah they could do some a lot of people that might like myself included and you know it's a journey for me that 
you know, self-development and self-growth. It's a, just a beautiful thing, you know, just to move forward. Well, it's, it's I've got another story for you, actually, that's just coming to my head. Don't ask me why, but I was doing, I was at a festival doing a henna for this young girl and her, we were talking about crystals because she was, could not get rid of this, this young lass because she was asking me all these questions. What's that crystal called? What's this one called? And her dad went, oh, load of rubbish. <laughs> and I, I looked at him, I gave him a crystal and I went, they were around a lot longer than you sunshine <laughs> and i was just like do you know how old they were here before us come on you know and if you read into it everyone's off a lot of people are buying crystals now so My wife does. yeah lex does she believes in all she believes in very similar you know as what you believe in and you know whatever gets you through the day like you know i mean that people have their rituals whether it's sports whether it's alcohol whether it's whatever it may be you know, you just got to just try and get through the day the best way you can in a healthy mind and a healthy body. And that's something I kind of preach when I want to preach moving forward as well. Just quickly as well, before we move on, um, you talked about creativity and fashion. So can you just mention briefly about what you do and um, like what's the next venture for you in that if you're going down that route? So the, the course that I run, Ryan, as you know, on the A-level is, um, is a kind of a, a massive variation of techniques so I'll teach how to pattern cut and to screen print and I'm, I'm basically getting the kids ready for university so we we work on portfolios and along with that with with the kind of like fashion concept really there's nothing specific that they have to create so I can work with with people on a one-to-one -one basis and we we create innovative designs and um, so yeah really in a nutshell that's that's what I do we have to embed the the contextual elements and the reflective side of it as well so it's actually really academic so again years ago when people just thought that creative was all oh, you're making frilly aprons it's like far from it you know we, we have to it's almost like a mini degree that I've got up and, and running now so it's a fantastic little course um, and then for me personally, I'm trying to, I've done quite a lot of commissions on the side and I'm still trying to get my little factory out in the garden. Mm -hmm. I've got a massive building that's been worked on. We've doing a lot of demolition work. <laughs> I've got to put a floor in, but I've got hopes and dreams of one day getting a little kind of a little mini um, kind of what's the word I'm looking for? A little factory going yeah, where I can have studio. a yeah, little fashion yeah, studio, yeah, yeah. little cottage industry. Brilliant. Because yeah, what's inspired that was, was going back to COVID. I, I've tried not to mention the virus because for me, I'm, I'm in my own little bubble mm -hmm. and I used to say bubble before it was a bubble. Even that they've spoiled the word for me because the bubble. Now you think of COVID, you don't think of your beautiful little bubble, do you? Or being in your own bubble. Oh, I think the bathtub, you a bubble. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to have to, yeah, we need to remind ourselves of that. Um, you know, before COVID, I think now I realise that since making all the, the masks yeah, and I was sewing every single day and I was thinking, do you know what? I could do this. So I, I want to teach. I will always want to teach because I do want to help people that have been through what I have. Mm. But then on the flip side, I want to get my little factory going and, and eventually get, some students working for me that I've That's right get those monkeys to work put them to work, <laughs> put them to work. 
work for pennies. That's right. No, I don't. Don't do that. Don't do that. Oh no. Well, this is it. I want to be like a not so rich Stella McQueen. You know, she McQueen. Oh, Stella McCartney and McQueen mixed together. So I think yeah, when we're looking at people like Stella McCartney. Oh, yeah, cool. they've had a good start, haven't they? But I'd love that little sustainable business. So for anyone listening, I'm hoping that that little bit of positivity, just those little things. And a lot of time, a lot of the times when I've spoken to really down and, and people that have been very negative and they kind of look at me and they might say, well, yeah, but you had, you know, you had this opportunity or you, your look changed or I can honestly say hand on heart, I changed my own look. Mm. and if I can do that if I can get over these hurdles and achieve what I have anyone can if you put your mind to it you can indeed and I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that if you again I always say the same message so I, I apologize to people who are listening and they've listened to past ones but it is about making a choice and you know something I always say is about just turning a page all you need to do is just turn a page Stent I'm going to ask you some questions okay it's like a bit of a on the spot kind of questions. I did this before prior in the first, in my kind of first batch of, um, of guests. And now in 2021, I've changed all the questions. If anybody's listened to previous podcasts, I got new questions. So here we go. What, this is kind of, some, some of them are kind of still the same ish. Okay. So what's something see people seem to misunderstand about you? Right. Sometimes I, overthink that I come across as being quite ditzy that is something that I overthink and worry about all the time and the course that I'm doing reminds me that don't tell yourself that because then people will start to think it so I've tried to because I, I I haven't mentioned actually on the podcast I'm actually dyslexic but I have taught myself nah. out of yes because we're yeah. so creative who needs letters and words right forget exactly. that exactly but i'm so proud ryan that i again you give me a challenge and i'm i'm such a competitive see i'm very competitive but not against other people against myself and i taught myself how to write an essay to a level seven now on my degree got myself a first there's so much i could have mentioned ryan because also as a single mother I did get myself through my degree as well. So again, I, I know, I know there are, there is so much to talk about. And people want I know it's so much because we've been through so much. You've done so much in your life. Oh, you know? Yeah, this is, that is it. And that's how I know that I can fix anyone now. I've, I have, and do you know, what I'm proud to say I have fixed a few people. I'm so proud. Yeah. I love it. I love, love fixing people. I love fixing <laughs> nice people. It's finding <laughs> solutions for their problems. That's what it is, isn't it? It's finding a solution. What I've learned now, though, is don't tell people how to find the solution, but encourage them to find it themselves. Of course, of course. Most definitely. They've got to walk that mile. They have to. Okay. Next question. If you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would they be and why? Oh. Oh, this is my dream question. Oh my gosh, I've already told you two of them. Right, okay, so George Harrison. Okay, George oh, Harrison. What, what a dude. And Robert Plant. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I've can't, I kind of can't. Can I only have three? You've got to have three. three. That's it. Yeah, so it's a really small table. Only, it's only a table for four, unfortunately. Everything else is booked in the restaurant. Because oh, I've, I've got two more that I've always said that I would have around my table. Oh, wait, look, there's a free chair. They just slotted in. Yeah, we can fit to it. Go on. 
Thank you. So I would say it's got to be Princess Diana. Oh my goodness. Okay. No, but there's reasons for that because okay. I know a, a lot about. It. I don't know if you want me to mention this on the on the podcast, but I've done a lot of reading during lockdown, and um, okay. yeah. So, okay. So there's three, yeah. and the fourth. And my last one, Brian Blessed. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. As you know, I love a character. I love someone that doesn't let their age get in the way. And he's a he's a, a qualified cosmonaut now. Did you know that? I did know that. I just like his laugh and his voice is fantastic. Oh, I just I love him so much. Yeah, I love laugh. him. Okay, that's my table. Okay, next question: If you had a hundred million pound to spend on health tech and no red tape, what would you spend it on? Oh gosh, no. What what do you think I would spend it on? Spirituality and mindfulness, something to do with those avenues. Oh, hundred percent. I'd be setting up orphanages. I would be, I basically secret behind me as well is I don't like people with a lot of money that are mean. So the first thing that I would do if I had a lot of money, I'd be setting up orphanages. I would be putting the right people in there to look after these beautiful little creatures. And I would be, you know, almost like creating a, a new revolutionized race of positive, lovely, happy kids and turn this awful world around oh. i'm gonna go off on one now let's stop <laughs> yeah yeah, oh yeah let's go okay. Mo moving on quickly okay so uh, in 150 years scientists fail to save us and all that's left is a book about your life what would the title be and what would the blurb be about you so this give me this no let's make that shorter what would the title of that book be it's about you the only yes only one book left and it's about your life, what would it be called? I survived the madness <laughs> of this earth <laughs> through the voice of a feisty Leo spiritual mess <laughs> <What a simple. laughs> that, sees, that sees life through a kaleidoscope. Oh, it's a subtitle as well, okay. <laughs> yep, there you go. I can keep going. <laughs> Okay. Do the preface. <laughs> All right. Next question. What if you could turn back time and talk to your eighteen-year-old self? What would you tell them? Oh gosh! Right. Blimey, I'm really exposing myself here, Ryan. I would. I've had loads of ideas, entrepreneurial ideas now that I thought if I did them back then at the age of eighteen, I would, yeah, have a nice little bit of cushy. Yeah, money yeah to then set up those things so yeah I, i've had loads of ideas now because let's face it youth is wasted on the young isn't it, it is you indeed. know you, you're kind of like you know things now that we're thinking why didn't i do that when i was 18 man why did i not do that and i still think that now although it's really silly because i try not to i know but my, i was speaking to my brother about the other day actually and uh, he was saying well, all you want to do when you're young is grow and all you want to do when you're old is Digress, you know, go younger. Like, you know, you can go back to yeah. when you like if you'd be 10 years old all over again and have no worries. Oh, gosh, my yeah. But goodness. I don't feel my age anyway. I feel oh. like I, I feel younger than ever, Ryan. And you're the same, aren't you? Really? Oh, useful. I got a spring on my step. And the, my daughter keeps that, you know, always. And I'm, 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 at, you know, I'm athletic. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm just, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. always on the go. So, yeah, I don't feel my age either. But that helps. There's mindful. That oh, does help yeah. the mindset, doesn't it? And also, I'm going to send you this, the details of the, her, her yoga yeah. because that is another trait of her yoga it's youthful 
that you people tell you all the time that you look younger than what you are because it, you are radiating that okay. kind of um, sense. So yeah, well, look into it. Well, I'll put I'll put a link to that in the description of this podcast. So people, if, if they are interested, then they can just click and go to a certain website or whatever. That's fine. Okay. Um, what makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Always looking at your glass that it is genuinely half full and not half empty. Always looking at solving the problems that will always inspire me because the ideas you could ask me now for an idea for a product, for something or an innovative idea and I'll give you the answer. And it's always because of that mm. positivity. I mean, I'll go, I'll go down. I'm after getting off this chat with you, I'll go and do my workout <laughs> and then, and then I'm going to, then I'll meditate and then I'll bath with my crystals. You know, you inspire yourself through doing beautiful things. So, well, yeah. Okay. So then actually you might've answered my next question. Influential people on your journey. Who are they? Cool, man. Oh, you have put me on the spot. Um, I have met this woman recently. Is that, does yeah, that count? That's fine. Yeah, of course. Apart from obviously the obvious of my family, like my parents have been really influential. They've always been there uh, to got kind of like to, for me to uh, fall back on, but there's certain things from the relationship that I couldn't tell them. So I've met this woman recently called Joss Joselyn, and she is also a fellow spiritualist. And she's just the most beautiful person that I've ever met. So it's got to be my Joss. Okay, Joss, you are. I'll give a shout out to Joss too. What's up, Joss? <laughs> okay. Um, someone in a sim only two more questions. Someone in a similar position to you, what you went through, what would you tell them? What advice would you give them? Um, if they would listen, of course, because I know that when you try and help some people, they just don't, you know, some people don't listen, do they? Um, and I've seen similar traits in other friends in relationships, similar to what I went through. And you can't really tell some people, but I would say um, I would offer to be their mentor, mm. actually. Um, and I would recommend a lot of kind of um, counselling sessions i think yeah. other than meetings with me i would say a, a lot of nice go go for walks go go and find your kind of hideaway go and find your sacred place and just do lots of lovely things but mainly education i think yeah, yeah. also self-education massively never too old to learn right that's what they say and mm -hmm. I, i'm a true believer in that too like i learn it so i'm learning something new every day whether that's academic or about yourself like so you will, you can, if you search, you, know, you haven't even got to look that hard. If you want to learn something new, just, just go and find it. I mean, well, you know. we're not really taught what we need to know in schools, are we? So it's oh, kind of like, do you know what? Like we could get again to this as well. I, Lex, that's another podcast. I'll come yeah. back on. <laughs> Lex always says to me, remember that in school? And I go, no. And she goes, yeah, I forgot who I was talking to. She always asks me about the history and the geography and this, this, and this, and everything I did and math and all these kind of things. And they say, do you remember that? And I say, no, I don't. I wish I did because now I think I, sh I should know. I wish I knew more about certain aspects, you know, but yeah, if it was down to me, then I wouldn't put autumn in school. I'd go traveling around the world for the next 10 years. Cause I don't think you're going to get a better education than what this world can offer. I, well, I've told you when you, when we spoke about that the other day, I think that that would be a much better offer because yeah. who are in the decisions to teach what's in schools now, but again, we'll 
we'll save that. I don't want to digress. But all these things do wind me up because they all interlink. I think some of the things that we learn when we were growing up will not help mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the truth will cure a nation of mental health. I think that if we are, um, when we're nurtured, if we know that what we're being told is the truth, you turn your TV on, you know that that's probably not the truth. Um, and that's what really winds me up. Yeah. I, I, and that's, I think that's my only, um, oh, that's my only kind of bugbear at the moment with what's going on in the world is we don't know which parts are true and which parts have, are being fabricated. And I think that we've had this for years. I think that the television is. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, what do they call it? Screen slavers or screen slaves. Yeah. 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 yeah, completely. And everyone believes what they're told. I know, I know, because they've got nowhere else to, they have nowhere yeah. else to look to, unfortunately. That's what they lack do. of critical thinkers, though. That's the problem, isn't it? <sighs> yes, they are indeed. They should go to university. Actually, we, like we, me and you teach critical thinking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Most definitely. Uh, last question <laughs> Did I miss anything at all that you want to, to speak about, talk about, ask, anything at all? I don't think so, Ryan. I mean, I. I tried to kind of get a little script going because of, you know, it's been a long day and I thought I'm hoping I'm not going to waffle. I hope that, that, you know, listeners, I hope I haven't waffled. I'm so sorry. It's been a long, long day, (laughs) but I'm always, if you had anyone that messaged you about any questions or anything, I, I would love to write a book one day and there's certain things that I probably wouldn't discuss on the air in case some of my family members heard, but of course, you know, if I had to speak to someone that went through what I did, I would just offer so much comfort and know that, you know, pray or just speak to speak to someone that you, you're trying to reach in just to look for like an inner voice to try and get through, you know, horrific events, because there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. There's always positivity or ways that yeah. you can get yourself. Most out definitely. Of it. You, yeah. Again, you just have to have the courage to talk because on the other side of fear is just courage. You just got to step over the line. That's all you got to do, you know? Yeah. So if people do want to get in touch with you, uh, where can they find you? Well, my website is not finished yet. So I'm pants, I'm afraid, but I am on Facebook. Mm. I will always answer anyone's questions. Um, so my, as you've already put on your beautiful yeah. um, platform, it's Nicholas Dent and I would be more than happy to answer anyone's questions so i'm doing a lot of counseling courses at the moment and all lots of different things to offer a, a, a supportive hand and kind of that spiritual Brilliant. you know support and i'm always there for anyone that needs it well thank you ever so much like let me just kind of kind of summarize really stent you know you've come on today and you've been honest and open and authentic and i think this is what this platform is about you know it's real people just telling their stories from negative to positive. Sometimes it's really easy to do. And sometimes it's difficult to do, you know, sometimes hearing it for the first time uh, is kind of a eye-opening experience. And what you've gone through is will definitely add value to people's lives. So you should be extremely proud of who you are. Ex- proud of what you've gone through, proud of your family and just keep, you know, fighting the good fight. And we, sh- we need more people like you in this world. So thank you ever so much for being on this uh, this podcast, Nicola. Thank you ever so much. No, you're welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I had to really bite my tongue then, Ryan. You, you, honestly, you are so dear to me and your lovely family. It's been, honestly, thank you for having me on. But like mm-hmm. I said, I'm always there 
No, it's been great. So, it's been great. And again, guys, so if you do, um, if you know anybody who want to listen to this podcast, then please pass it on and please share. You can find it on Apple F, uh, um, Anchor FM or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or a host of other platforms. If you do like it as well, just leave a review. If you do have a story you want to share from negative to positive, you can email me at positiveselfstoryteller at gmail.com. You can also find me on IG, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the social platforms that I hate, but I kind of love and need to be on. Just type in positive self storyteller. Uh, thank you ever so much again, Nikki, for being on. Um, it's been a pleasure. It really has. You're welcome. No, I've, I've loved every minute of it and massive love to all your um, listeners as well, because they're well, if they're into you, Ryan, they must be beautiful people. So massive shout out and contact me if any of you guys need me. So yeah, thank big you. love to you. Thank you. And guys, if you all, just remember as well, I know we're going into a 20, we come into 2021 within COVID. I know it's going to be a really tough time because 2020 was a really tough time. So just try and be mindful. Try and stay positive the best way you can. I know there's unprecedented times, but there are people out there who are willing to listen to you and help you. All you need to do is talk. And if you want a new chapter in your life, all you have to do is turn the page. Thanks again, guys. And uh, I'll see you next time. See ya. Bye.